Runner on first base, two outs, and the pitch. The runner goes. The throw down to second base, the tag, he is out. And that is another caught stealing. Two-two is high, and there goes the runner. Throw down is in time. What a throw by Vasquez as Conforto is gunned down. Made it look easy. And Vasquez, one of the best arms in the game. And he just decided he was going to throw from his knees. And what a throw. Phillips stands well off the plate. Runner goes, pitches outside. Bias does such a great job of letting that ball come in deep instead of going out and grabbing it. Looked like a modified pitch out as we'll wait on the Royals to see if they'll challenge it. Yeah, you're spot on. Watch, watch Javi. Instead of going out to get that ball, he just waits and waits and waits. And Mondes seeing the ball get there at the same time. That's just beautiful work by Bias. Nola setting up outside. It's a breaking ball hammered out toward left center field. Hit well. Kyle Lewis back. That's gone. Oh. Big fly for Mike Trout. Welcome back. How's the song go? one nothing Halos. Here's Mike Trout batting. Trout has hit the ball on the left side of the infield twice. Once on the ground and one a pop-up. 0 for 2. Oh, oh, man, that's got some sound. Lewis back to the wall. Did he get it? No. Big fly for Mike Trout. The Angels with back-to-back -back jacks. And now they're down one. 3-2 on the way to Trout. That is hammered. Out to left field. No doubter. Big fly for Mike Trout. His second of the ballgame. Shift is on with Trout at the plate. Three on the left side. And that is skied out toward left center field. Hit well. Solak going back to the track. Gone! Wow. Happy birthday, Trouty! 2-0 Halos with the big fly. And it's picked up in intensity again. Base hit to left. Stallings is going to be set by Joey Cora. Might be a play on him. He's out on a collision. And Bell will take over at second. See Stalling setting up off the corner, and that's gonna do it. Javi Baez with a base hit. Bodie scores. Cubs win. The one-two. Yelich in the air, left field. Got some carry, but Jimenez. Oh, he can't make the play, and it's a fair ball. And now Jimenez is in the net. Yelich around second on his way to third, and he is going to try to score. Here comes a throw, and Yelich is in there. And this game is all tied at two. Wow, there you go. How about Christian Yelich? He goes to the opposite field. He's been rolling over on a lot of stuff. I think that ball hit the chalk line down the left field line. I think Jimenez thought he was going to get that in the glove. You can see it lands in fair ground, and he ends up in the seats. Here he comes to the 1-1. That is ripped down the right field line, base hit, with a positioning, this could be trouble. Peterson way over to get it. One run is in, Hernandez throwing for the plate, he lost the ball, and Myers in to score. It's 7-4.
relay after Jock Peterson finally starts to get this ball in after running a country mile to get into the corner. Kike Hernandez trying to be really quick and all of a sudden he loses the grip and throws it and almost hits Muncie. Whoa, it does. It hits Muncie in the leather and gets deflected. We were counting one star at a time. One fell out of the sky. You had your eyes closed, you were wishing on I was thinking about your lips, girl, and kissing on We were sitting in the light of the moon I was watching it shine on you Funny how time flies with a good girl on a good night We were down to 1 a.m. Listening to one more song What's up, y'all, and welcome back to Call Stealing with E. Marquez. We got a loaded, loaded show. So I'm going to get right into it, and I'm going to give you the synopsis of what we're going down with. This week, what we've learned. Things we learned this week. Shifts in the infield suck. The virtual fans that Fox puts on TVs blow. Some interesting opt-outs. Got some mixed feelings about some new rules. This week, we're going to do something new. We're going to have the plays of the week. The, the best plays of the week are going to be calling the Manly Beast. And then the joke plays and the blooper plays are going to be called Cybermetrics Plays of the Week. So that should tell you already how I feel about Cybermetrics, Sabermetrics, Cyber shit. But... Um, we have a long, long, long week and a lot of great stuff to talk about. So, and take a little, I'm going to take a little, I'm going to scramble it up, get it all together and spit it back out. You guys twirl your thumbs. The plays of the beast, the manly beast plays of the week and the cybermetric plays of the week. There would be. Javi Baez tag at second base on uh, Mondesi from the Royals was a beautiful play. It was a great throw. As a catcher, you want to throw the ball down instead of up. That gives a chance for the um, infielder to make a play. And Javi Baez did just that. Uh, Boston Red Sox catcher Vasquez throwing the runner off from his knees. Not easy to do. He threw out a decent speedy runner, and uh, that was impressive. Those are the manly beasts of the place. And now, the sabermetric plays of the week. Uh, Elo Jimenez in left field, doing his best Spider-Man impression, and uh, making Christian Yelich uh, in the park home run happen. And then my boy, Kike Hernandez from the Los Angeles Dodgers, trying to take off... Uh, Muncie's head with his best Anthony Fauci impersonation. Those are the plays of the week. Well, I ain't gonna work today. Just wanna sit around and play. Gonna hit balls off the dock. Kick back in my flip flops. Don't know nothing to the lender, nothing spinning in the blender. 
The only thing on my agenda is beers and sunshine. All right, we're back, and we're going to get it down, get the low down going. So we mentioned how the shifts are just absolutely a blowhard. And that with the virtual fans that Fox uh, puts out on the on their telecast is annoying. But the shifts, I want to get into detail with this because it's just bad baseball. It's real bad baseball. It's awful. The shifts are made because you get some sabermetrics analytics that says that this batter who been here for 15 years, 10 years, 7 years, or is a rookie and just came up from the minor leagues, hits the ball in that direction over 30% of the time. So therefore, we're going to go ahead and take the shortstop away from the shortstop position and then put him between the first first and second baseman and give him about 20 yards away from the uh, from the infield. The problem is, is if this guy hits a shot in that direction and the defender standing there, okay, you took a hit, big deal. But if he just dribbles the ball over on an 80 hopper through the position where the shortstop would have been, you're kicking yourself in the foot. Throughout the whole week, the whole week, I counted more than 15 80 hoppers the whole week in all the games. And that was just counting because I said, there's a problem here. Let me just, let me, let me research this or look this up. But next week, I'm going to count how many. I'm going to count how many I see because I watched all the games. I try to get, if I can't get to a game because it's long, then I'll get the condensed games. But I'm going to count to see how much. Um, how many of these bleeders and these things happen because what occurs is a pitcher that's his that's his win a pitcher beat the beat the hitter when you get soft contact it's that simple strikeouts are fascist we already know from Crash Davis and Bill Durham we already know strikeouts are bad they're bad every which way they're bad for the game in general but the bat the the pitcher needs the batter to make soft contact. That way, the pitch count doesn't rise. The pitcher stays in rhythm, and he gets his defense into the flow of the game. Well, when you have an eighty hopper get through the second base position where the second baseman should be, ah, uh, it's a it is a demoralizer. It really is. It crushes your defense. It crushes your pitcher. Um, this week, Chatwood got shellacked by the Royals. Lost the game. But he gave up 10 hits. Four, at least four of those hits were bleeders through the infield. Or a little pop-up that would have landed in the glove if you were playing straight up. Now, before you say, oh, how about those little bloopers and those Texas leaguers and then those big... Tomahawk chops off the plate. How about those ones? How about those balls? Uh, you gotta. How, how do you explain those? Hey, swinging bunts and uh, you know Kansas City specials, little bloopers. That's gonna happen. Lot those things are gonna happen. But it's it's 
too, that's just placed perfectly. But it's just too much of these 80 hoppers and these jam shots and the soft contact that go through where the defense is supposed to be. This game was built in that, in that way where the defense is set up to be in position to take away soft contact. Now, if a hitter makes hard contact, then the hitter beat the pitcher. It's perfectly fine to do those things. You know, you can't win every battle. But if you don't, if, if, if the um, batter wins, then fine. That's what you got defense out there for. But these shifts are awful. They're so, and then what's even worse is the shifts that have a shift on for a guy that just came up from the minor leagues. Schwarber, Kyle Schwarber is in the, in the big leagues for, I mean, half a year, and he already has a shift. A couple guys on Kansas City Royals, young guys, they got a shift for them. You know, there's guys in, in, in uh, Oakland A's, young catcher in a 14, 13, 14 inning barn burner against the uh, uh, Houston Astros. And he just strokes the ball the opposite way. It would have been right in the shortstop's glove. It was hard to hit, but it was in position where the shortstop should be. And he tied the game, and then the next batter won the game. The point is, is those things shouldn't happen if you play the game the right way. You play the game the right way. That's all I'm saying. Um, the virtual fans on Fox, oh, you got to get rid of them. I mean, Fox, we know you guys got all this technology and all this stuff with Samsung that came out now, too. With the uh, Samsung came out with the uh, new Note, uh, Note Ultra, and new new tablet, new earbuds and stuff. The technology is great, right? It's really good. But okay, Fox, take it off. Nobody cares. Virtual fans, it's stupid. Cutouts are stupid. I guess that's psychological, such psychological for the ball players. Fine. Just take it off. I mean, it's, it sucks. And that's all I'm going to say with that. Um, interesting opt-outs happened today. I mean, this week. Uh, you had Kane from Milwaukee. Lorenzo Kane opt-out. And then you had... Jonas Cespedes. Leave. Leave the Mets without even letting them know that he's going to leave. And if you look at it, he just played his seven games... Took his year. Now he just wanted to be a free agent. But no one in their right mind is going to sign that guy. He he signed a hundred and something million dollar contract with the Mets. Four year deal, five year deal. And he's only played one, one and a half, full, one and a half full years. Oh, what a waste. The Mets. I don't see the Mets. I don't see the Mets investing in another Cuban again. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way they do it again. That is just a, a travesty in the highest regard that they, they he basically stole money. He stole money. And you can't put this on the Bobby Bonilla level because Bobby Bonilla agreed. The Mets agreed to give Bobby Bonilla his money over 30 years. And uh, uh, Mr. Cespedes, oh, he's, he's just a joke. Um, just took this money right under their nose. 
So that's outrageous. But uh, moving right along, that's another thing. You, uh, Cespedes and the Fox virtual fans, garbage, garbage. So uh, we'll move right along to the new rules. So I'm watching, and on my Instagram, Caught Stealing Podcast, you I put some clips on there, courtesy of MLB.tv, uh, about some um, interesting plays, right, uh, and in, regarding the, the extra innings. Well, the Oakland A's wound up winning the game, but they could have won the game a lot sooner. Could have won the game a lot sooner. First and second, nobody out. Why aren't you button? Why aren't you button? It don't matter who you are, especially if you're batting 129, especially if you're in a slump. You know, let's get the game over with. How many runs do you want? All you need is one to win. What what does a three-run homer do? I don't I don't get it. the egos of these ball players today really really gets my really gets me scratching my head. I don't understand it. Um well, the, ironically, the guy who won the game wound up winning it uh, later on, a couple innings later. But, you know, first and second, nobody else. Bunt the guy over. Bunt the guy over. Get him over. You know, it's hard to hit a sack fly in that case. But bunt it over to the third baseman. Get him over. It's not hard. And I bet you we'll see Simeon do bunts for a hits every now and then in the season. And he could. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. You know, with these new rules, the runner starting on second base, I think it's great. I think it's phenomenal. You're going to get maybe a 12, 13, 14 inning game. It won't go further than that. If it does, there's a lot of action going on, which is awesome. But it's been, it was great. It's been great. And even the defense trying to cut down that lead runner, it's been fantastic. I think that rule is here to stay, along with the DH. In a, in, a Mer- in a National League, that's here to stay. I don't see how pitchers touch another bat. Um, and then the seven-inning doubleheaders. Nah, that, that's just going to be for this year because I don't know how I feel about that. You basically can say, okay, we got coronavirus this week, so we won't be able to play until Friday. All right, and then on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you have three sets of seven-inning doubleheaders. So where you're supposed to have nine games, you have nine, nine instead of nine, nine inning games, you have nine, seven inning games. So you can easily manipulate the season. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I think I don't like it. I understand it when you're playing Pony League and American Legion and high school ball, maybe even some college ball. But, I mean, big leagues, uh, I, I, I get it for now. I can I understand for now why it's important just to get the games in, to get the playoffs. But, um, yeah, seven-inning rule sucks. Have a sip of that wee dram of Buffalo Trace. But, uh, yeah, I like the extra innings, seven innings, eh. Um, the one thing I wanted to say, uh, one thing I wanted to point out, several things, several things. Just real quick. Uh, I'm going to, like, flash through these. Matter of fact, let me go ahead and uh, take a little break here because i got some things to maneuver. I got I, I want to talk about some gameplay and uh, the analytic ball player. So, uh, 
coming right back with the analytic ball player, hence Mike Trout, and uh, we'll, we'll get into more discussion. Here it is. She caught me by surprise, I must say, cause I never had seen such a pretty face with such a warm and beautiful smile. It wasn't hard for me to notice her style. I was fascinated, surely. She took my heart and held it for me. I wouldn't let her get away, not until she heard me say, Excuse me, please. Yeah, yeah. she Yeah, I got to keep on loot. I got to keep loot in the background there. Sorry. Because, you know, this is nice. Listen to this is more. Yeah. Loot. 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 Uh, thanks again, Apple uh, Apple Music, for the music. They're bringing in good, bringing in large. Um, I let it run for a little while so you guys can enjoy loot. Can enjoy some loot. But uh, uh, this week we have uh, Nick Madrigal from the Chicago White Sox get a four-hit game. And then several days later, uh, go on the uh, IL with a shoulder injury. Don't look like he's going to be back anytime soon. Uh, we have Vasquez going off, throwing people off from his knees, as you heard in the first segment in a clip, and then hitting bombs. He's a great player for the Boston Red Sox. He uh, did really good. I like the Rockies' early start. They're getting great starting pitching. They look like they're going to be a, make a run. But again, they do play over there in Colorado. So let's see how they maintain that. Although Chatwood got lit up for the Cubs versus the Royals' his last start, he's been fairly, he's been really impressive. He's been around the plate, not walking anybody. I wonder if he had the yips. This is what I wonder. I wonder if he had the yips starting the season or starting his career with the Cubs and he got over them because I've seen him not even come close to the plate. And now everything is close. Everything is near. Everything is right there. He's 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 not even wild. He's now he might be wild in the zone and that's why Kansas City uh, teed off on him. But he looks like a totally different pitcher now. And you got Tippy Cap to Chatwood for coming back and um, and basically doing that. Um, uh, you know, doing those things, uh, you know, resurrecting his his, his position in the, in the rotation. So and that goes to show you more of the rotation, rotation success that's going on in the big leagues. You got the Indians, the Rockies, the Cubs with great starting pitching. Uh, that's it, it, it's a little bit unusual but they're getting really good starting pitching uh the other thing is uh, i want to know about the horrible and 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 the hmm uh these these over these overwhelming predictions of player awards after 10 games like i i even heard recently that louis robert should be in discussion for mvp um in a league that has mike trout who has five bombs and who has uh, Aaron Judge? H- how does Louis Robert even come close? Unless those guys totally lose kneecaps, there's no way this guy gets on the bus with those guys. Look, Louis Robert's a fantastic player. Fantastic player so far. 
doing all the good things, doing everything you want. I mean, he's a little overzealous on the base pass and getting thrown out often, but he's he's a fantastic t- fantastic player. And the other thing is this, and I, and I gotta borrow some of the hockey, some you know, like they say in Chicago, let's do that hockey. When you hear hockey announcers and hockey professionals, when they talk about talent, they'll say that the talent is evident in that ball club or in that hockey club. The talent is there. The talent just jumps off the jumps jumps off the TV. And the thing is, these people are in the big leagues. These players are in that level. There's got to be a level of talent that you see. And there's just thing there's just a problem that the league the, the teams are built around talent but there is another talent and skill that's developed while you're in the game and that's called championship players the Washington Nationals got it the Chicago Cubs got it these guys are champions you know some of the Boston Red Sox got it you can even say some of the cheating Astros got it but honestly there's a lot of there's a lot of clubs that were cheating, stealing signs, stealing signs, whatever. But to be able to play in that level, not everybody's got it. You look at the players, Mike Trout, he's an analytic player. He's a sabermetrics. Now, not sabermetrics in the way I use it, but sabermetrics, even though I think is a joke, Mike Trout fills it, fills it up. He fills his up, fills up all the analytics, but he's not a winner. And you want to tell me, oh, it's not his fault second baseman makes an error. It's not his fault the pitcher gives up six runs. Well, Mike Trout is always in position to make a difference. And look, Mike Trout is fun to watch. But my question would be this. If you put him on a contending team with some you know, talent around him, what does he do? Can you trust Mike Trout to be Mike Trout? Right now, he's loose. He's just going out there playing, knowing that his team sucks, knowing that these guys are not going to get out, you know, get over the edge. Uh, You know, he's got Pujols there, who is a championship player, but Pujols is just trying to establish his legacy and put himself in, uh, in the historic ranks. But again, these championship players matter, and that's a skill and talent that is only developed in the bigs. It's only developed in that high level. So when you get these young players, I'm not a fan of young players. I think young players, you can put young players in a situation to succeed, but basically they're a commodity. They're a commodity that should be used to develop, to get your, play, to get your team into a better situation. If you have 10 great young talents... You should only need two of them, and the rest of the ten, the rest of the eight, should get you some more existing, established, high-level championship players, because you don't have time. And the NBA is a perfect example. You don't have time to watch these guys develop, so then they can get signed in the, for a longer contract in another team. No, you don't have that time. No, it doesn't work here. So. Let's stop with these overzealous predictions. Let's stop with these stupid-ass remarks regarding the season. Let's just let it play out. And I understand. And that's the one thing that these journalists and all these reporters, so-called journalists, are doing. 
They're over here giving their opinion. You're a journalist, bro. You're 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 a reporter. You got an idea of what the game should look like, but I don't think you could even throw a ba- baseball. You Andy Fauci, you Anthony Fauci a baseball. So or Kike Hernandez a baseball. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, you can go ahead and talk about what you've seen and how you've seen it, but you don't know how the game is played. You don't know how these players are developed. You know, I heard on the radio earlier today, a caller called in and said that Dylan Cease and Eloy Jimenez uh, is an okay trade because the Cubs got Jesus Quintana and the Cubs went to the postseason two years in a row with him. But Dylan Cease and Eloy Jimenez are haven't done anything. Yeah, well, they're young. Dylan Cease had a rocky start, rocky two starts. But still wound up getting wins and keeping his team close in both of those games. And he's a young player. He's got no control. Maybe it's the same situation as Chatwood, but he's got good stuff. Eloy Jimenez can't play left field. Eloy Jimenez is a DH. I'm afraid that uh, Edwin Wanacracker or, uh, yeah, Edwin Wanacracker is going to wound up being let go because you can't have two DHs. And Eloy Jimenez is a DH, can't play left field. You can't play left field if you had two of him in left field. It's ridiculous. It's amazingly awful. And, you know, the trade went down. The trade went through. Jesus Quintana has got to get better. Um, but uh, Jose Quintana. I said call him Jesus. I think his name is Jose. Anyway. But the Quintana deal for Dylan Cease and Ilo Jimenez. Hey. Ilo Jimenez wasn't going to play in the Cubs. He wasn't going to be in the Cubs. And there was no DH then. So it worked out. It is what it is. If the White Sox win a couple World Series with him, then, hey, they won the world. They won the trade. If they don't, and if they didn't, then, you know, it's, it's, it, it's a wash. Uh, Cubs made out better, or uh, depending on what the Cubs do with Quintana. And the same thing. Overall, overall. The these predictions, these young players get off of them. I've watched Joe Adele from the Anaheim Angels. I think he's the number one prospect in the game. He don't he don't look nothing. He don't look nothing like anything. He he doesn't I mean he's got really long strides. Reminds me of right handed Jason Hayward. Um I don't see him doing much. I'll look at him again, I'll look at some of his highlights and see what it is, but he's nothing. He's he's an athlete. He doesn't doesn't do anything for me. another Buxton, another Bronson, another one of those athlete guys that uh, gets mad when you call him raw talent. I don't see anything in him now. Can he change it? I don't know, because you got uh, Mr. Joe Madden that talking about lineup constructions is uh, unsophisticated uh, when baseball is all about lineup construction, um, and you and you know he's got. Joe Adele, what is he going to do with him? Is he going to just put him in the lineup here and there, and he's going to put him batting second and then batting sixth and then batting seventh and then batting ninth and then batting second again and then batting fifth and then batting ninth? Is that what he's going to do with him? Then he's going to then he's going to retard his development. He ain't going to get developed, and there goes that. And that's the issue, and that's the problem. But again, uh, some news here. Uh, in Chicago, that happened. Chicago, Chicago, Chicago Talk Live, uh, or Sports Talk Live on a local program, local sports channel on NBC Sportsnet um, was done after 16 years. 
Uh, and it was a heartfelt, uh, thank you, we're done, whatever, because the Cubs left that channel and now that channel's bleeding money because they only have the White Sox and the, and the Bulls. They don't, Bears, they don't know if they're going to cover the Bears because the Bears, NFL is a national TV thing. So they don't know. And this got me thinking that there's room for another channel, for another local sports channel because these guys have done it all wrong. They want to be on the cheap. We don't know who's running the show over there. Is it NBC? Is it NBC Sportsnet? Is it who's running the show? But uh, they let go of a lot of talent. And I think there's a market. Now, I bring that up because local sports networks, they need to be innovative. You guys out there in the world, in, in the United States, because I don't know how many other um, countries have local sports networks. And they're only talking about baseball. I mean, they're only talking about soccer. But everywhere, especially the United States, you have to be creative with your content. Nobody cares. No one cares about a reporter's opinion. Give me some stuff. Give me some, give me some like exuberance. Give me some energy. Give me some things that you are going to say. If you're a journalist, then get off or just talk about what you're reporting. Don't tell me about what you think and then you don't want to hurt nobody's feelings and then, oh, you got to see it down the middle. You can't be a fan. Screw that jazz. Screw all that. Be a fan. If you're going to be a journalist, report. Get off. But if you're going to get on the show and talk, we need to see personality. We need to get, we need to, we need to be talking about what's going on in the game today. And if you agree with it or not, we know you can't talk fundamentals. That's why here, I try to talk as much fundamentals as I can, but I'm limited. I only went to college baseball. That's the highest level I've played. I played independent league, but that's not, it's not pro level. I got a pro baseball mind, but I wasn't able to hit a, a changeup or a curveball. So my level of baseball, uh, physical baseball, is uh, college, a little bit above college. But I don't fake the funk. I understand what the game needs. I know what you should be doing in certain situations. The Major League Baseball player talent, you can see it. When you step on the field with the talented, with a Major League Baseball guy, with an MLB level skill, you see it. You almost feel it. That's how That's how much um, distinct it is. But, like, again, I can hold my own because I play catcher, caught stealing with E. Marquez. Yeah, I can hold my own. But, again, I'm not playing that amount of games. I can hold my own playing two games on a Saturday and Sunday, and then I'm good. Because physically, I can't, withhold, I can't hold up. My arm was shot after several years. So... I understand that, but I'm not going to fake the funk. I'm not going to put Mike Trout in a situation to say, oh, Mike Trout, you suck. No, I'm just going to say I can see Mike Trout's talent. I can see how great he is, but I wonder if he's a championship player because I see championship players. That's all. That's it. That's it. He's an analytic-driven guy. I hate analytics. I think analytics is stupid, but again, I come from playing baseball to win the game. I don't come from playing baseball for the stats. 
I don't care about stats. Stats is for Hall of Fame. We're talking about winning baseball games. Okay? So, again, if you're a local sports channel, you reporters and you guys that got the insights, get them off the show. They got no personality. I don't want guys that, that, that think they're doing something. You know, oh, we're, we're the conduit to the fans. No, you're not. No, you're not. So, again, be innovative. Do something new. Stop asking questions of what ifs. Oh, what if, you know, what if Mike Trout was a Cub? Oh, how can we get Nolan Arenado to the Cubs? Stop talking about what ifs. You know, and, you know, just talk to me about how if you're an old timer, you've been reporting and doing journalism for 40 years. Talk to me about how baseball was back then. What do you see is the difference? You know, don't give me this crap. Don't give me this crap, you know, political, uh, political correct stuff. And that's what the downfall of Sports Talk Live was. It was all politically correct. It was all, oh, don't want to step on any toes. No, you're not stepping on any toes if you just come out with personality, bro. Come out with personality. Be up there. Be out there. You know, David Kaplan, who's the host, and he's a great, great sports guy. He really is a great sports guy. And the beauty about David Kaplan is his opinions change. His opinions change from one morning to the next morning. That's fine. That's being a sports fan. He's a, he's a fan. And he's got insight, sure. And he knows players and he knows coaches and he knows front office guys, sure. So he can break some news every now and then. Fine. But David Kaplan does it right. He does it in the direction where he's going to get you motivated to watch the show, to talk shit, and to call in in his programs. But everybody else, everybody else has like got a stiff board up their ass. And they go, oh, no, I can't say this because, you know, I don't want the White Sox to tell me that uh, I'm not being fair. Oh, I can't say this because, you know, the Chicago Bears, you know, I wouldn't be allowed into the cafeteria if I did say this about them. No, I mean, come on, guys. Come on. Have personality. And you know what? Show program producers bring on people with personality. Even if it's a disc jockey from a rock station or uh, an, uh, a weather lady or uh, a fan. Bring out somebody that gets personality that brings the show some gusto. Bring me, you know, of course, I got to be professional, but that's the difference. And unfortunately, Sports Talk Live is gone. So, well, we look forward to the next week of games. It's going to be exciting. We're on our way. Well, we got a good run so far. What, the Cubs got three losses. Uh, Marlins came back, ro- roaring back. Well, they got seven and one. So they're doing some great things. So next week, we're going to talk about the same things. I'm going to bring up some topics that might be interesting and, you know, might be might be get you, might get you riled up like what these uh, COVID um, these COVID guys did uh, by opting out or these uh, players did uh, to opt out. But, you know, some other stuff, you know, uh, you know, the Cardinals COVID issues. Again, they're going to have another weekend without baseball. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But, uh, yeah, we're going to see about, um, you know, going to always find out what's coming out in the games. And I'm doing once a week shows because I want to bring it an hour. I'm going to do it an hour. We talk about the whole week, you know, like fantasy baseball, like back in the day when I used to play rotisserie baseball. It's just one one day a week you would change your lineups and then that whole week the lineup would go at it. But uh, if, you know, I, I feel and see and hear something that's breaking news or something interesting, I'll definitely make sure I write it down, get a clip out there on 
called Stealing Podcast. I'm always putting some stuff up now that I know how to work it. And MLB.TV is working for me now. Um, I've always throw some stuff out. And also, we got some new apparel coming out. Um, we, we got some new merchandise. Uh, I'm working with our partners at uh, manprods.com, also known as uh, great4.men. So it's great4.men. That's the domain. So it'll send you to the same website, the products of the man. And um, there you're going to see some of our shirts, our socks, our uh, mugs. So, yeah, check it out. Look on there, you know, get some stuff out there. And, uh, again, thanks to Apple TV for the music. Thanks to MLB.TV uh, for clips. And, you know, we'll, we'll get the show on the road. We'll get the... Uh, Look at the juices flowing. Now I feel good. Blood is coming through. You know, I could possibly do another show, but no, no, no. We're going to keep it here. It's already probably past an hour, and uh, I enjoyed it immensely. Again, called Stealing with E. Marquez. Thanks, guys.